Hi, welcome to Arbitrary 20, and today we're going to be talking about three multi-class builds. So for my build, it's going to be uh, kind of like a sleuth or detective type style build. Um, and it's going to be more for roleplay than, uh, than actual like combat stuff. This is not optimized for combat. Okay. We're going to start as a level one cleric, and by the end of this, you're going to be a level 6 cleric and a level 14 rogue and some things to take note here at level 1 as a cleric you should take the knowledge domain um, and for your roguish archetype you should take the inquisitive uh, archetype and that's pretty much it what do you get as a 6 level knowledge cleric like the specific thing that you're getting as a sleep you would be getting a, a so at level six you get a channel divinity read thoughts which is cool because the whole part of this build would be um, trying to gain knowledge about things and trying to investigate stuff um, gain insight on stuff like that so I figured this would be kind of cool because it gives you the ability to read thoughts and you also get like uh, the suggestion spell so pretty okay. sauce. Yeah, that actually makes sense, to be honest. Like, if you're a detective, or mm -hmm. you're in, like, a, a more mystery-themed She tried to make, like, a campaign. James Bond kind of character. Kind sort of. of. Kind of, yeah, like, uh... Almost like Sherlock Holmes, but sneaky. It's more like yeah, Sherlock Holmes, yeah. Which makes sense, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of cool. Like, you just go around just detecting people's thoughts as a cleric, and then... I mean, you could pose as a worshipper of any god at that point, right? Like... Really, because like clerics get into most things in that instance, so I think it's cool. What does the Inquisitor Rogue get? You get <clears throat> you get a bunch of different things. Uh, at level three, you get a, th a thing called Eye for Detail, which is uh, as a bonus action you can make a Wisdom perception check to spot hidden creatures or objects, or make an Intelligence investigation check to uncover decipher clues. At level three, you get uh, insightful fighting, uh, which is basically where you can do an insight check on the, the creature, which will be contested against their charisma deception check. And if you succeed, you can use your sneak attack on them, even uh, if you don't have advantage. Oh. So it's like free advantage, basically, or like that's pretty cool. Free triggering. Yeah. yeah. Um, level 9, you get advantage on perception and investigation checks if you move no more than half your speed on a turn. And at level 13, which would be the end of this subclass for this particular build, you get to sense presence of, of illusions, shape changers, and other magic designed to deceive the senses within 30 feet of you, if not blinded or deafened. So... You know, when you originally pitched this, I was like, I have no idea where you're going to go with this, but this makes so much more sense, yeah. like, as a combination together, yeah. So I should, like, I probably should have prefaced this, but where I got this idea from is I saw the Inquisitive subclass for Rogue, and I was like, that'd be kind of cool, like, if you made, like, a detective build. Mm -hmm. But I was like, how would you do that? And I was like, well, knowledge clerics can do stuff like this, like, read thoughts, and you get, um, at level two, you get... Knowledge of the Ages, which is basically like you get a free skill if you use a channel divinity. Like, not free skill, but you, um, as an action, you choose one skill or tool and then you have proficiency with that skill. 
for, two, oh. for 10 minutes. Okay, so you're like, okay. So like, you know things. You're kind of like a jack of all trades at that point. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. I like it, actually. More roleplay reasons, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know how it would work in combat. I mean, it's still just a rogue. Combat, you would nerf rogue, but Take yeah. what you want. Yeah. It's good. It could also be interesting, instead of the cleric, to do a uh, aberrant mind sorcerer. They get detect thoughts for free from their psionic spells, and then they also get telepathic speech. Which does what? Uh, you can speak through mental, like your mind. Uh, yeah, without anyone else here. Sick. Yeah. If you went 10th level cleric, you could get the channel to divinity. It's a cosmic brain, right? <laughs> so you could just ask a god, like, a question of your investigation. Like, yeah. Yeah, which wouldn't be bad. I mean, it wouldn't be bad. But I feel like it'd be kind of cheating as a detective. You're like, hey, you're the detective. Yeah. You want to solve it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just be like, oh, you know, who actually murdered this person? Just ask a god or something. God, like, well, I did see it happen. Yeah, right? <laughs> I see it's, all. It's funny how that works, but like, yeah, it's that dude over there. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. You're like in the middle of a crime scene or whatever. You know, you're role playing. You channel divinity, and you see this like holy energy hits you and you're like I just had a big thought you know like you just try and play it off like you just came up to the conclusion yourself and oh, yeah. yeah I think it'd be fun it would be fun yeah so cool. that's my build yeah I like it okay for my build I've been bugging John about this for probably months because I want to play this <laughs> so it's a druid wizard um, mostly the way I'm thinking about it is you go level 2 druid and hopefully get to level 6 wizard so you take Circle of the Moon as your Druid uh, circle, and then go Bladesong Wizard as your school. Um, the main thing combos with the fact that Bladesong can actually apply while you're wild-shaped. So I was thinking the best thing to do would be to turn into a Direwolf, because they have pack tactics. Um, usually the most HP, and they can knock people prone. Uh, so generalized concept in combat would be like probably cash major armor on yourself um, and then before the fight and then if you're at level 6 wizard at that point then you cast haste on yourself and then bonus action blade song so this will raise your AC by whatever your intelligence modifier is and then you also get constitution, uh, bonus constitution saving throws to your intelligence modifier and you get 10 more you get, speed. You get, yeah, 10 more speed and advantage on dexterity checks. Specifically acrobatics. acrobatics yeah. yeah. And then next turn, you can bonus action, because you're a circle of the moan druid, turn into a direwolf, who has, depending on your intelligence modifier, um, probably around 19 AC. It's going to be 15 plus intelligence modifier. Plus haste. Plus haste, plus 2, so probably 21. So you have advantage... I think it's, let me see really quick. Um, you have 37 effective hit points as wild shaped as a dire wolf. So that's kind of free-ish, I guess I would count it. And then um, advantage on hitting people. If you knock them prone, it's a strength saving throw for them to be knocked prone. And um, you get to attack twice because the Blitzing Wizard gives you an extra attack at level five, or level oh, six. Wizard. So... It's pretty good. And then you get your hasted action as well to attack. So you just start... So you be a dire wolf with a yeah. 21 you see in three attacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just start <laughs> biting the entire world. And you have... Uh, let me see. 
60 movement uh, doubled, so 120 movement hasted. So you fly around the map. <laughs> I've just been wanting to play a druid that's like solely focused on wild shape, that is like the strongest wild shape possible. So that was the thing I was thinking about. Obviously, besides going like full level 10 druid as an elemental. But I thought this was cool. Um, you could probably ask your DM if you wanted to get away with it, but you could take the deal, dual wielder feet. <laughs> and you're dual wielding your yes, claws. It specifies so you get plus one to AC yeah, while you're probably, wearing separate melee weapons. That's probably DM discretion. Natural, yeah. I looked it up, natural weapons are melee weapons. <laughs> so you're wearing two different claws in your hand. So you could, could potentially get it to be 22 AC. Yeah. Another thing I thought would be cool roleplay wise, and I was hoping to maybe do it at some point in a campaign, is you start off as a druid who probably has a low intelligence, because it would be a dumb stat, and if your DM is very nice, you can get a mask of intelligence, which automatically sets your intelligence to 19. So it'd be your what your pretty much your item for most of the game. And the cool thing about Wild Shape is your intelligence, wisdom, and charisma, I believe, actually apply to your wild shape form. Yeah, they do. You mm -hmm. keep your mental stats. Yeah. So I've been wanting to play this for so long, I've been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> I can see why. That's actually really fun. Yeah. That sounds cool. Obviously, probably after level 6, or level 8 I guess, level, it gets worse. I would say the strongest is when you're level 4, when you're level 2 moon druid and a level 2 wizard. Because you have the blade song plus the circle of the moon, and that's just like the strongest you'll probably be. So you get the haste and the extra attack. But I mean, most campaigns don't last very long, so I just thought it'd be a cool combo. That's really sick. That's cool. I yeah. like it a lot. Yeah. People do the same stuff with bears, um, but bears, because your your action is an attack, is a multi-attack, you don't benefit from extra attack, if that makes sense. So Direwolf would be the one of the best ones to, to benefit from an extra attack at level 6, but it's in the reason. I think it's cool that, like, at least to me how it sounds with your build is that you're kind of <coughs> targeting movement and AC. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is true, but I kind of feel like AC and movement speed are kind of things that people just kind of put on the back burner on mm -hmm. things. Like, it's like, I want big damage or attacking a lot or lots of spells. I think it's cool that you kind of optimized movement and things. Because I think they're kind of underrated. They could really change the game you know, if you don't get hit or if you can move a lot of far distance, so. Yeah. You could potentially even turn this into a tank character, depending on the creature you go with. Yeah. The direwolf would obviously be, like, the most damage. Yeah, there are but. some that would have better HP the higher you go, but I just thought it was cool because there's not very many ways to mold, to alter your wild shape form that I found besides this. Another cool thing, because you retain your racial bonuses, you can take Kalistar, so you can automatically telepathically communicate with people through your wild shape. So, telepathically? So you can yeah. still speak to people. Yeah, because usually you're going to be yeah. in an animal form, so your speaking is limited. So as far as I know, you can still speak to people telepathically, which is kind of nice. So it it's like taking wild shape, which has some downsides, and I'm trying to make it as strong as possible. I just love druids. So. Druids are sick. Yeah. Druids are super cool. The only other way I could think about taking the build is just Level two wizard, and then drew it all the way, and just concentrate on like conjure animals. <laughs> conjure animals, and then turning into that would not be bad. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad. I mean, it wouldn't be too bad. So, 
You could do that at level 11, because you'd only need three more levels mm -hmm. beyond that, so... You could still scale somewhat well, yeah. Yeah, my multi-class I chose for this was a Sorlock or a Sorcerer Warlock. I'd recommend you start Sorcerer, then take two to three levels of Warlock, uh, depending on what character you're playing. You may only need two, uh, and then just take the rest in Sorcerer to maximize uh, Sorcery points and full caster spell slots. Um, there's a ton of different builds you can do with this, but I think uh, one of the coolest combos that this has is the what's known as the copy lock. Uh, so, uh, say you're empty on both your warlock and your sorcerer spell slots, you can take a short rest, which would recharge your warlock spell slots, and then you can turn those into sorcery points, and then use those sorcery points to refuel your sorcerer spell slots. And then you can just take multiple short rests and keep doing this until you're maxed out so you can get what for most people is a long rest and two to three short rests i mean about role play wise it'd be kind of funny just to play like a character that just constantly falls asleep but you're just doing it <laughs> like, guys, i need a really quick rest you just go rest in the corner really quick so that'd be fun <laughs> so there's tons of ways you can do this you can do any warlock um subclass and any sorcerer subclass um Most people usually take Hexblade for the Warlock subclass, but a lot of the other options are good as well. Uh, one of my favorites is the Cheese Grater uh, Sorlock. So <laughs> you can, uh, well this really works with just uh, the um, Warlock levels. You can take uh, Dow Genie Warlock and pick up Spike Growth and then pick up the uh, Repelling and Grasp of Hadar. Repelling Blast and Grasp of Hadar and then you can make a spike growth and drag them across it. And you have huge potential for burst damage with a build like this because you can Eldritch Blast and then Quicken Spell either another spell or another Eldritch Blast and if you're level 11 you have like six beams in one turn and then yeah it gets it gets crazy pretty fast it's just yeah. funny because to me every build video or every build topic you and i talk about always ends in us talking about cheese grater <laughs> it makes me laugh every there's time there's so many cool characters you like, can do that with you're like why would i do this when i could just cheese grate people i'm like i guess <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're not wrong my growth is very good yeah my growth is the most broken thing. on top of on top of the fact that you can put force movement do damage to them it's also difficult terrain so it's hard for them to get out of yeah yeah and then once they get out of it you just eldritch blast and just push them back into it so it doesn't matter oh. i don't think i've ever seen a multi-class with you you multi-class and sorcerer so you know <laughs> yeah, pretty yes, I am notorious for <laughs> like strictly using so <laughs> What Every class you've ever pitched has been a sorcerer. Meta magic is just amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's cool. Meta magic with the way it interacts with spell slots is really cool. So your build's just cool. Like it, it's just. He's just very generic. He's like sorcerer warlock. Here's some cool stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I guess it is generic in. Dude, he's like, already showed me two different ones that you could do sorcerer warlock like build wise. Well, build it's cool, wise, but yeah. it's the features that come out mm -hmm. of it. Like I think probably one of the coolest things is the. The coffee, what do you call it? Coffee, coffee lock? lock? Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like, um, the Goodberry, uh, what do you call it? Goodberry juggling. Yeah, Goodberry juggling. Like, it's dumb, but it's cool that you can do it because it makes you better. Mm -hmm. 
with like very little consequence, mm-hmm. which is what makes it so good. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite part of your build. Like, the cheese grater is cool, but I really like the coffee lock. So I don't know. I just think it's sick. Like the fact that you like, I'm gonna go take a nap real quick, and then you just boop, boop, done, and then you like, oh, you know, I'm kind of sleepy again. I, well, I didn't get <laughs> to go back and do another one. <laughs> You're not, yeah, you're not a one-hour napper. You're well, a two-hour napper. Yeah, you know, <laughs> with the combination of like your friend's catnap spell, having yeah. a ten-minute short rest, yeah. then you could have an hour and ten minutes, and you're back ready to go. Yeah. Um, this is also probably the best. This is you could get like a thousand good berries doing this, right? Like this is the most effective good berry use. Yeah, if you had, if you had, yeah, if you had the strict saving background to get good berry, yeah, this is. <laughs> This is speed running. You're just a farmer at that point. You just like yeah. someone catnaps well, you. Well, any sorcerer. So you can, with any sorcerer, you can cast the more first level spells than anybody else can because you can like down with sorcery points. You can downscale all of your second to fifth slots into first level slots and then just keep pumping yeah. whatever first level spell out. Yeah. Good berry. <laughs> yeah. There's just a lot of combos with that. All right, well, thank you for listening. Have a great day.